Hello there, folks. It's time for the greatest fitness podcast on the planet. Presenting you with a Northerner, a Southerner, and an Irishman talk fitness. Three men that share the same mission of helping people around the world live healthier and happier lives without the need for fad diets, whilst still being able to enjoy a nice cold beer. Without further ado, I introduce to you Crabby, Dale, and James. Grab yourself a cold beer. And remember, folks, get busy living or get busy dying. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Northerner, A Southerner and An Irishman Talk Fitness. It's Dale here and we just wanted to welcome you into episode number 12. Today we've got another banger for you where we talk about why you should not wait until January to get started or restarted with your health and fitness goals. If you're enjoying these episodes, we ask you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review that will allow us to continue to grow this podcast and reach more people. And lastly, before you get started with the episode, we'd like to remind you you still have the opportunity to purchase a ticket for our Secret to Weight Loss for Life seminar, which is on Saturday the 6th of March in 2021, just a few months away. We have only nine tickets remaining at the recording of this episode, and if you want to get your hands on one of those, just head over to the show notes, make the purchase, and it'll be right with you in your inbox shortly after and we hope to see you there on the day in March. In the meantime, please sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Okay, hello and welcome back to another episode of A Northerner, A Southerner and An Irishman Talk Fitness. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing good. Thanks. Excellent. Um, Today, uh, we've not done an episode for a little while, have we? So it's good to get one in, to be fair. Um, We're going to be talking topical as ever um, around kind of helping people out with why they should get started with the health and fitness now, um, potentially before Christmas rather than wait until after Christmas. So I've got some questions for you guys um, to have a bit of a chat around that. Um, however, I thought we'd start today with something a little bit different than the norm. So the initial plan was to get all three of us to tell a joke. Um, however, the crabster is unprepared. So sorry to disappoint anyone that's listening that was hoping to hear Crabby's joke. But unless he comes up with one in the next few minutes, um, we'll have to do without that. So maybe you can leave that next time. But James, I believe you've got a joke. So let's come to you and hear yours, please. Right. So a man goes to the doctor and the doctor says, what's wrong with him? Oh, feck, I fucked my joke up already. (laughs) (laughs) Too much pressure. Yeah, right. A man goes to the doctor, gets test results, goes back in a week's time. The doctor says, I've got bad news and I've got worse news. The man says, right, give me the bad news. He says, you've got 24 hours to live. And the man says, oh, God, that's terrible. What could actually be worse than that? The doctor says, I was trying to contact you yesterday. <laughs> Boom. Crabby doesn't well, get it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke, mate. 
I actually I'll tell an, I'll tell another joke and I'm only telling this Go one on. because it's a terrible joke, but I think I invented it. Right, okay. Right. Okay, we'll be the judge of that. What would our Lord, as in God's son, have been called if he was a dairy farmer instead of a carpenter? I have no idea. Jesus. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Oh, Christ almighty, right. Well done, boys. Great effort. Right, here is mine. Right, you ready? Let's do it. A polar bear walks into a bar. He shall have a pint and a pack of peanuts. And the barman said, why the big paws? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that was a joke that the uh, you were just speaking about um, the course that I was on before. So that was the joke that uh, the leader of the course led with. Um, so I thought I would share that. So now that the terrible joke telling is over, we're going to get into the content that we're okay at delivering. Um, so let's have a chat about how we can help people out um, with why they should start with their health and fitness, potentially now um, or in the next few days or weeks, rather than waiting for January. Because the typical thing that people say is, you know, I'm waiting for the perfect time, which they believe to be January. Um, they think it's easier to start in January and essentially they just can't be asked starting now. So, um, Krabby, I'll come to you first, mate, if that's all right. Um, what reasons should people not wait until January to get started? What would be the reason to start now, would you say? Um, right, before I answer that, I have got a joke that I would be able to tell, but I'm going to save it for next episode because I can't remember it all and I need to be in sort of the zone to tell it because it comes with an accent. It's fucking incredible joke, by the way. If I know, I would have tried and done it then, near it here and now, but it would have literally done a disservice to the joke. So I'll save it for next time because it's a fucking corker, mate. Um, I just got to remember it word for word. Um, so why not to let people wait till January to start their health and performance? Is that the question? Yeah. Um, I guess first off the bat, mate, um, it comes down to the saying, you know, why put off till January when you could essentially start now? Um, I think the mindset that people get in when they do wait till January, first off, they, they think that it's white and black. Health and performance, you either got to be in it or you got to be out of it. You can't be in the middle and you can't do both. Now, with Christmas being the most threatening time potentially to people's health and performance and probably um, mental state, um, you know, a lot of people would just prefer to give themselves to the self-justification of carrying on through Christmas, not even thinking about their health and performance, um, because it's easy at the end of the day. But let's get down to the reason as to why people should start now instead of starting in January is because getting the ball rolling, letting the rubber hit the road is sometimes the hardest bit. But once you've got that momentum, you can then build up and then you can go on from there. And even though Christmas might not be the superior time of year to make the best results that you could ever get, that definitely doesn't mean to say that you can't get results. And 
even if you don't get any sort of hypothetically speaking, which I think is impossible if you use the right approach, even if you didn't get any results with regards to your weight management, you can still upskill, educate yourself and nail the basics. So you're ready for January. So like you've already got that small momentum building and then you're slowly building up because the reality is that it's, it's going to be 10 times harder if you start in January because, you know, when we go through Christmas and you completely disregard your health and performance, you completely pull up the wool over your eyes as to what you need to do from a habitual standpoint each and every day. You are not just making the cost more expensive from a financial perspective, but from a physical perspective. You're going to have gained weight. When, um, now, I'm not saying that the weight's all fat because studies show that most people that gain weight through Christmas is mainly water retention. The study showed that um, most people actually lost the weight significantly after January quite quickly. Um, but still, from a mental standpoint, you're going into January, you're feeling bloated, you're feeling less energetic, you have no certainty, you have no clarity on your vision of where you want to go. And let's face it, you're basically just jumping aboard the the sort of uh, the January wanker train of people, you know, going to the, filling up with the gym where it's too busy and you already don't know what you're doing. So trying to find out what you're trying to do in a environment where it's just so hectic, then it just makes the process a lot harder. So I think one of the best reasons why to start now is, like I said, there's no way that if you had the right approach to start now, you wouldn't get results between now and end of December. I think it's very, very possible to get results if you do the right things with regards to coping mechanisms, nail the fundamentals, and you can still enjoy Christmas at the end of the day because it's just a small learning curve. Again, it's not white and black. It's not like, oh my God, I have to give up everything through Christmas to get results and change my life. Now it could be actually one of the best times to get life-changing results because you're going through the hardest times, the rest of the year probably isn't going to seem that bad because you've got all the social events and you've got the um, more exposure to highly palatable foods, um, more alcohol, um, less motivation to do stuff. If you can fucking get through the next four weeks and nail the fundamentals and make 1% changes, they will yield significant results, which will have a profound effect um, in the long run and how you act in the next year. Because again, the reason that people fail in January is because they've gone through December full ham, full whammy, full retard, and they come into January completely with regards to setting the standards and going through the nitty gritty stuff. Yeah, nice points. Kind of hard to summarise, mate, because there's loads of things that you shared there. Um, but I think the key points I took away from that are, firstly, if you don't start now, you're going to start further away um, and you're going to make it harder for yourself in the long term, for sure. Um, and then the other big point I took from that was if you can do it now and it's tough and difficult, it'll be much easier come January when everyone's doing it and it's, you know, in inverted commas, easier to do so. Um, but yeah, I think there were some really, really good points there, mate. So thanks for sharing that. James, have you got anything to add to that at all? Yeah, Krabby made um, an awful lot of good points there. Um, when you look at people or when you look at uh, weight gain, 
you often see, I think there's research on this, that it can go in cycles. Like there's waves and there's pretty, um, there's times of the year that people tend to put on weight. And obviously Christmas is one of those times. Um, so for me, what I do is between October and December, I actually tend to get my leanest because I know that happens. And so at the moment I'm trying to lose weight because I know that I'm going to gain weight at Christmas and you should never, I don't think you should ever go into Christmas and think, Oh, I'm going to maintain weight or lose weight. It, you are going to put on weight. So the thing is, if you, if you decide that you're not going to prioritize your health um, over the next few weeks, like you're going to go into Christmas, it's as if you're, you're in a race and you're at the start line and you've took five steps back, you know, you're, you're at a deficit already. So going into the Christmas, then you're only going to make it worse on yourself. So it's a good idea to sort of get that little bit of a head start, take that five steps forward. And, you know, the rest of the people might catch you up, but at least you're kind of on a level playing field then. Um, the second thing that kind of jumps out to me is, and this is something that a client had actually mentioned to me last week, and it's something that I do, but I never actually really put it into words. I'd never really uh, spoken about it was Christmas only starts on the 25th of December. Um, and what I do is I try and be on point with my nutrition and my exercise right up until um by christmas eve and then for that week afterwards i i you know i don't do much exercise and eat basically whatever i want if you don't start putting a priority on your health and your fitness um now what you will tend to probably see is you'll probably think to yourself christmas starts in on the first of december and rather than a week of not exercises and not exercising and eating maybe you know foods that aren't optimal you could spend a whole month doing that and it could end up that you know you rather than maybe putting on like half a stone over christmas you know you might end up putting a stone or two stone on and you'll think to yourself well how did that happen and it wasn't the week of christmas itself it was the whole lead up into it so it's definitely a good idea to start placing a priority on it now. And thinking about it, as we've spoken before, that it's, it's just the type of thing that you do. It's just that you go for walks, you eat the right foods. That's just who you are rather than, oh, well, I'm going to start in January. And then, you know, I'm going to go on this crash diet or this crash um, crazy exercise routine. So it's really about, I suppose, setting the foundations in place now. And even if you don't make much progress from now to Christmas, at least it's kind of ingrained in a few habits um, that will make, e make it easier for you to pick it back up in January. Yeah, again, some really, really good points. And I think that is something that a lot of people do, isn't it? They go, oh, well, the whole of December is Christmas and like, Crabby, you said there are normal in normal circumstances, there are a lot of social occasions and meals out and, you know, 
uh, Friday evening, like drinks and things like that going on. Whereas I suppose this time around, talking in 2020, it's probably, well, definitely not going to be the case. Um, almost certainly not. So that's a real opportunity, as you say, to keep things going in December and then be able to enjoy Christmas when you get to the week of Christmas, which I think is a Friday this year. So it's not even like it starts People go out on the Friday before, don't they? Mad Friday, and then lighting the days up and running, everything goes out the window. So, I suppose in that sense, it's potentially set up quite well to still maintain people's health and fitness and stuff. And yeah, remembering that you're still someone that goes to the gym and exercises or whatever um, in a run up to Christmas is is a good a good way of explaining it. Um, it it kind of lends on a little bit to what I was going to ask. So we we talked a lot about getting started and stuff, but what advice would you give to someone who has got started, started to see, and probably I'll come to you in a sec, started to see some results um, over maybe the last two, three months or, or more? Um, w- would you approach it in, in a different way? How would they maintain their motivation, would you say, throughout this period to either maintain or still push on throughout December, etc.? Me, is it? Krabby, uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you said you were going to come back to me. Are oh, you were talking to James? <laughs> yeah, I meant, I meant come back to you. It just looks like you're come looking back at you from before. <laughs> I know you're looking at both of us. Well, I'm looking at a phone, yeah. So it's kind of difficult to get my eyes in the right place. Um, oh, I feel like I look a bit bog-eyed. Uh, <laughs> so just to clarify the question again, Krabby, for people who have maybe been exercising for two, three months or more, uh, got some results, Um what advice would you give, if any different, to those people to be able to find the motivation to continue? Uh, a simplified answer would be just keep doing what you're doing. Don't lose sight of what, what it is that you're trying to achieve because this is what a lot of people do, especially with, with when lo- things like lockdown happens or when people go on holiday, when people have bad weekends, again, they lose, uh, they lose, they lose their sort of, clarity on their mission you know for to get to their vision effectively again it's like they've just blindsided themselves and they're so hung up on um the small things and they don't look at the bigger picture again of like we 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 know that a bad weekend um isn't what sort of sets you back in your in your journey it's what you do the rest of the week and more often than not it's you just letting yourself that you letting that weekend get to you which is putting you back, not that weekend in itself. So what I say is keep consistent at the, be, be consistently ruthless, the shit that nobody sees, because it's so easy to come into Christmas. Like James, you literally hit the nail on the head there. Like, I don't know how I've never thought of it like that. When some, when the first of December comes, it's like seatbelts off, helmets off, let's go fucking party. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't be a knob. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, with regards to, um, Obviously, motivation is going to be low. So you're going to have to find little wins of intrinsic motivation just to make sure you get done what needs to be done. So if that's 10,000 steps in the dark, you know, obviously not a whole 10,000 steps, but like, you know, try and get as many in the light, obviously. But if you need to get the remainder in the dark to make it up, then sometimes you just got to get it done. Wear a high-vis jacket, obviously. Um, If it's raining, put on a jacket. Um, Keep consistent with your training. Um, looking at it from a more related, uh, from a more related standpoint with regards to Christmas, I'd say, you know, using coping mechanisms to save calories, 
such as, you know, pushing your first meal back. If you have a work stew in the evening, I doubt that will be happening this year. But, you know, if you're having more calories in the evening, pushing your first meal back till later in the day or skipping the first meal is a great coping mechanism to reduce caloric intake, um, as well as increasing step count, as well as more protein and veg in the day. Again, that's allowing you more calories for the evening. I even saw Brett Concheris post. I'm sure you boys have seen it, to be fair. I'm not sure that I could do this consistently, but the, the was it the Christmas shake diet or something? Uh, not as uh, sort of bad as it sounds. It's like, well, you have like a protein shake and fruit for breakfast, protein shake and fruit for lunch. And then you have, you know, your, your evening, even meal and drinks as what it would normally be. So I think don't, yeah, don't lose sight of what you were doing before. Don't let what the change in um, sort of routine, there will be a change in routine when you come to Christmas. Don't let that affect what you're doing now. Don't go, oh, I'm not going to work out today because I can't be asked. It's Christmas. You know, that, that phrase gets thrown around all the time. It's Christmas. So let's not do that. Again, keep being consistently ruthless at the shit that literally nobody sees because that's what's going to pay off in the long run. Um, and I guess the big takeaway for me is realize that you probably are most likely most of you going to either remain the same weight or gain weight. And if you lose weight, it's a bonus, but you need to go into the next or the four weeks of Christmas expecting to maybe put on a bit of weight, you know, whether it be through water retention, more salt, um, you know, again, high calories, but also the fact that Christmas is Christmas. It's like, you can't look at the weight that you gain as, as, you know, defining who you are, you know, a failure, you're not good at what you do, um, that you fucked up. You enjoyed a time of the year that needs to be enjoyed and it should be enjoyed. It's the holiday. The last thing that you should be doing is stigmatizing that. And that's what a lot of people do. They place them a huge stigma, um, on Christmas or especially after and they go, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. When no, you look at that extra inches, inches maybe that you've, you've um, put on, you know, maybe you can't fit into your jeans a little bit as maybe motivation to, you know, consistently keep taking action for January or the fact that fuck all of those calories were worth it. So yeah, to summarize what I just said, it's basically keep doing what you're doing. Expect, you know, to put, to put weight on, whatever your goals are, it's probably going to happen. And if you don't and you lose weight, then that's a bonus. And yeah, you need to realize that, yeah, calories are going to be higher and that you need to account for them. You need to hold yourself accountable, whether you eat through yourself um, or again, using a coach, which is what, again, one of the best um, components of a coach are, is to hold you accountable. Um, but yeah, that's that's it really. Yeah, awesome. I think, like you say, that the simplest part of that when you started was more of the same. Nothing changes in that sense. Um, but at the same time, you want to strike the balance between enjoying Christmas, which is what you said, which I think is very important as well. Um, so, you know, you don't necessarily need to stop exercising at any point. You might not exercise Christmas Day, maybe not Boxing Day but there's no reason to stop exercising for the rest of the time. There's every reason that you might be off. So you might be able to go out and enjoy some more 
walks with potentially family if we're allowed to mix and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think you've got to strike the balance. Um, but again, like you said, remember remember why it is that you want to do that because that doesn't change just because it's, like yeah. you said, James, Christmas month. Your goals yeah. are still your goals and the reasons why are still your reasons why and you're still going to feel, um, you know, that you haven't achieved your goals should you treat December as a holiday, if you will. Um, so, yeah, good points, mate. James, anything to add? Sorry, just to butt back in there. You know, the difference between enjoying one or two mint pies and having the whole packet. And, you know, again, if you have accounted for that packet, then, then fair enough. But more often than not, the people that do that then just end up into a domino effect of keep doing that every day and every day and every day and every day. Whereas, again, like you just said, Dale, keeping certain and clarity on what it is you're trying to achieve by asking yourself why you're doing what you're doing will again avoid the temptation of um, being a bit over the top because again you've got to find that fine line obviously Chris is there to enjoy but then obviously you know the phrase oh it's Christmas can also be quite damaging <laughs> yeah, yeah 100% and that's definitely something that gets said isn't it yeah. awesome alright James what have you got to add mate if anything yeah, I think most things Krabby covered there, but um, I suppose maybe I'm slightly different in my approach in that, as I said, I try and reduce the time scale of the Christmas, but I, with clients and with myself for that week, so say, I don't know, December 25th to January 2nd, I kind of just tell clients, basically do what you want and get your step i do tell the clients continue to get your steps high because you usually you're off and um, but in terms of food just pretty much relax and crabby you mentioned it as well that christmas is a social thing and food is part of that social um thing so you're going to feel a little bit um isolated if you are constantly saying things oh well you know i'll not eat this and obviously you can eat those foods but you know in terms of tracking or anything i wouldn't get clients to do any of that uh, but i suppose the other thing would be in terms of the mindset is if a personal trainer consciously tries to get leaner before christmas because of the weight gain associated with christmas then do not beat yourself up for the fact that you might gain weight at Christmas. If a personal trainer does it, everyone does it. You know, someone who knows about uh, nutrition or whatever. Now, obviously everyone doesn't gain weight, but for the majority of people, if you're any fucking crack whatsoever, you put on weight at Christmas. So <laughs> relax and just know that it happens. And then come 1st of January or 2nd of January, get back to exactly what you were doing. But um, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I think when you look at the statistics, like we've always said is, um, you know, it's 3,500 calories over your maintenance to gain half a kilo of fat. Now, doing that on a regular basis is pretty damn hard. So, you know, if you have gained a couple of kilos come 2021, that will drop off very quickly if you, you know, just through habitual going back to, you know, people will be going dry January or drinking less in January, again, less social events. So your weight will drop down rapidly without you even actually doing anything. Um, 
so yeah it's, it's that mindset of realizing that those two kilos do not yeah don't define you as a person as you always say that that number doesn't define you at all it's literally a number no one comes out of christmas probably and someone goes jesus christ yeah that if you get if you gain pounds like or two kilos no one no, no one notices that um it's not evident whatsoever so yeah you just need to look yeah. at them like that and it's it's a piece of piss to lose a couple of pounds but it's not easy to go back in time and enjoy yourself on Christmas Day or whatever. So I think, yeah, what we're trying to say is keep doing what you should be doing most of the time, but make sure you enjoy the, the holiday itself as well and don't be a total bore and start, like, weighing out your Christmas dinner or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like anything. There's a happy middle ground. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to one extreme or the other. It's just yeah. in between. Yeah, and then, go on, sorry, Gabby. I was going to say, I wouldn't be too worried. Obviously, no, we're coming into December now, but it's like it's like a holiday, and the mistake that I used to make when I'd go on holiday, where I'd reduce my calories so severely that, obviously, my appetite and ability to, to withstand a lot of calories just was, was, like, second to none. Like, my body would, like, bloat straight away. I wouldn't be able to eat as much because my body isn't used to eating that many calories. So you need to be aware that obviously the more you reduce your calories, again, if you're like looking to really, really mitigate the amount of get weight that you put on, you place too much focus on it, then you're really going to inhibit the amount you can eat on Christmas day or around Christmas. Like, cause let's face it, Christmas meal, nice, big one, two portions, whatever, but you won't be able to enjoy that food to the max. If you are restricting yourself too much leading up, to Christmas because I've done it and it's horrible. I've even been bed, I've been seriously bed bound a couple of years um, after Christmas dinner. I thought I'd, my, my insides were going to explode. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely striking that balance. So we're not encouraging kind of, yeah, like I suppose an eating disorder ahead of Christmas in the fear of the calories at Christmas, but just saying continue the, the activities that you're currently doing, continue those processes and habits that you're currently doing and enjoy yourself over those couple of days, I guess. Um, for the next one, James, I'm going to come over to you first so you get a chance to steal Krabby's thunder. Um, and I want to ask... See this would be a fucking terrible, hard question now. How would you, <laughs> how would you manage the people around you um so in, in your inner circle and the people that have influence and the people whose opinions you care about throughout december so if if we're taking on the mindset that it's not just december and it's christmas it's i'm going to continue doing what i'm going to do in the first week the second week maybe the third week if there's people in your ear saying it's christmas have you got any tips to managing that yeah well I suppose all three of us are kind of um, what you would call more along the flexible end of diet adherence. You know, we, we know what calories are in foods, whether we track it or not. And we can fit any food really into our plan and anyone can as well. Um, and I suppose it's kind of biased a little bit in the fact that the people around us know that we're personal trainers so they know that this is something that we're passionate about and we try to live healthy lives or whatever. Um, but for the, for the people out there that maybe, you know, just regular people, regular jobs and, um, you know, maybe their family haven't really 
um, I suppose, caught on to, you know, the healthy buzz that you're on or whatever. It's really communication. And it's what I tell, you know, as we have a lot of female clients that have husbands and um, you, pro- you guys probably hear this a lot that a female client will say that their husband could basically eat whatever they want and not put on weight. Like that's a common thing you hear. Um, and like, it's the same as, it's the same as what I tell those ladies is you just need to have a discussion with um, the person, the people around you to say, this is important to me, but also that you need to sell it to them in a way that, you know, I'm going to be healthier if I'm, or I'm going to be happier if I'm a little bit healthier. And that includes Christmas and, you know, explain that, okay, yeah, I can eat a little bit more. I can have a bit of alcohol, but I'm still going to maintain a lot of the healthy habits that I've built up. And so I think the big part of it is the communication and making the person understand why it's important to you, but why it's possibly important to them as well. And now that's kind of more in terms of family. Friends mightn't be too much of an issue this, this year. Um, in other years, it's kind of similar. You just need to have that chat with your friends. But um, so, yeah, I think communication is the big part of it. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think having that conversation is important. I was actually talking about recording some content. And one of the videos I've recorded today is is handling this situation with people that will try and derail you from what you're trying to do. And um, I spoke very much around what you said there, James. And the only thing I'd add to that is, what I would say is get really clear first, obviously what you want to achieve and why, like you said, um, and then choose all the people that you're bothered about and whose opinions you care about and have a, what that one-to-one conversation. Like you said, the only thing I'd add is I would say, um, as you said, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is how I'm doing it. And then this is the support that I need from you to achieve said thing. And then, if they're anything of a friend, a family member, etc., in that moment, they'll understand and they'll agree. They might not always, they might come back to the fact that they're going to derail you back into your old habits, but you just go, do you remember that conversation where I said I need that support? I, I need that now. Can you do that for me now? Um, that's the only thing that I'd, I'd add to that as I covered some content today on on that. Um, Krabby, have you got anything else there? James, you stole the words right out of my mouth, mate. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, no, literally, I think James did, did cover probably, like, gave the best response there. Um, the reality is, if the people around you don't support you, then who will? And we all know that doing things alone, especially health and performance, external perspectives, try not to get caught up in our own internal dialogue, you know, is so, that is so hard. And external perspectives are so underutilized underrated so if you don't have family friends that aren't supporting you then it makes it shit ton harder because not being funny environment obviously plays into how uh how we act so it has a massive influence on our habits and if you know the people that we spend most of our time around aren't supporting us then they are our environment effectively and they will have a massive influence on your habits and i'm sorry but the words, you know, we could say, oh, just say to the person, oh, no, sorry, I'm trying to trying to lose weight or I'm on a diet. Like, that just won't cut the mustard with anyone. 
like your friends don't your, your friends unless you actually tell your friends even family uh, more so like you just said why what it is you're doing why you want to do it how you're going to get there how are they going to help you they really probably don't care friends more so they probably don't care you're trying to improve your health and performance because it's not important to them but it's important to you and they won't realize that importance unless you literally just say what you and <coughs> sorry James you and Dale just said so yeah I think that's the best way to go about it because yeah I mean they play such a profound effect on and then the other thing is if you've like built up a lot of good habits and you really know where you want to go it'll be so much easier to not give in to temptations like it, it it's it's a lot easier to keep up if if it's you know as we say it's something that you do you've built up the healthy habits um and you're getting good results it, it'll be so much easier to kind of avoid those temptations and the only time that that it might become more difficult is if you have those friends that are like oh you know like kind of see you as or kind of get jealous that you're doing it and if 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 you're dealing with those type of people and they're being nasty because you won't give in to temptations they're not someone you want to be around anyway so um yeah i suppose it's a combination of communication and making sure that you have the foundations put in place to begin with yeah 100 there's definitely people that will try and bring you down and there's also the people that will try and protect you they think they're trying to protect you from something really dangerous um from failing but really they're actually clawing you away from you kind of achieving your goals but i think it's another thing i said in my video is that if you keep going and you're solid and you've had those conversations with both those types of people eventually at some point if not immediately you or call an inspiration to that friend or someone else. And like you said, whether it's jealousy or desire to do what you've done, they will eventually be inspired by what you've done or what you're doing and the progress that you're making. And that initial spout of trying to pull you back into the normal life and routine is a little bit of fear from them that they're incapable of doing it themselves. So sometimes you can actually be doing them a favor by following through with what you want to do. It's almost like a double positive, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's it. Classic case of, uh, I think this is the right context, pull, tall poppy syndrome, you know, pulling, pulling you down when you're climbing your way to the top. Um, especially when it's something that not only probably do the person that's <clears throat> maybe saying it to you, maybe they're unhappy with parts of their life, but it makes it more painful the fact that you're doing so well, which is why it's so, you know, it's so common for sabotage uh, whether it be from a spouse or you know spouse sabotage they call it but yeah um yeah it's uh it's hard it's definitely hard because i i've never encountered it i think because it's been i've always done it my whole life my mates obviously give me shit before but i can easily take it because i've never been in such a bad place and but i can definitely empathize with any listeners or any people who do struggle with people around them not supporting their goals um and it's easier said than done to just you know have someone aside and say Say it, but I think it's definitely worth doing, 100%. Yeah, awesome. All right, boys, I'm out of questions there. That's it. So unless there's any other final words, um, that's a wrap. No, I've got, got a final word. Oh, okay. You know what would be an awesome Christmas present? Well, Is this a joke? 
<laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just another one joke. I hope it's not a joke. What are tickets for the seminar? Oh, yes, I like it. That's definitely yes. no joke. That's a stocking filler. There you I go. Love that. Yeah, so um, I was about to apologize for the obviously the, the, the poor storytelling of jokes and lack of at the start of the episode, but I feel like we've, you know, uh, delivered somewhat on what we were trying to do for the episode. Um, oh yeah, I'm not. James was saying there, um, we have some tickets left for our seminar. We have nine remaining um, at the present sort of capacity, which there's no signs of it increasing unless the rules change somewhat. Um, so if you're interested in getting yourself a ticket, um, you just need to head to the show notes, click the link uh, and get registered and, and, and pay. Um, and at 34 quid for the value of a four hour seminar, it is incredible value. Um and we can't wait to do it, to be fair. And we're really hoping that we're going to be able to have some form of social afterwards as well. Um, so, yeah, don't wait. There's only nine tickets remaining. Um, and there's no guarantee that that number is going to increase based on the current rules and guidelines and stuff. So, yeah, get on it. I just give an encore. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I did literally just some finishing words. So, um, I don't know if you boys know, it's my content now. Don't worry, it's not a joke. <laughs> And I based my a lot of my content now around taking holes away from you know being aesthetic based, and I think now is probably the best time to do it. And yes, if you are consuming extra calories, just ensure that you're making up for it by one moving. So the more you can eat, <clears throat> the more you eat, the more you expend. Vice versa, the more you expend, the more you can eat. And also use it for training. Like this is a great time to smash strength goals and, and train hard because your energy levels are probably going to be quite high. You know, you might have more time off work, more sleep. Um, and yeah, just really take focus away from, obviously, you know, again, don't strive to gain um, excess and serious amounts of um, body fat, but take the focus away from, you know, physique and place it more towards performance and how you actually feel on a day-to-day. -day. You know, how we feel and our beliefs on a day-to-day -day is so underrated because, you know, if you're feeling good, training good, sleeping good, that's probably a good sign that you're doing the right things. Um, not constantly looking in the mirror to see, you know, whether that abs pop through and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think it's such a, <clears throat> like now's a more um, better time than ever to sort of take that focus away from body focus and place it on external goals and that will yeah. relieve stress as well yeah and just as like we said before i suppose stick with the processes do the habits that you need to do and worry i suppose about the aesthetics later if you need to but yeah that's a good little takeaway mate thanks for that definitely focusing on just them behaviors that you want to continue to to do so awesome gentlemen thank you thanks for getting involved um and we will see or hear well you'll hear from us very soon um yeah, thanks very much. Peace out. Thank you. Peace out.